minefields and the wrestling report. It's Jimmy's too. What's up, brother? Hey. Welcome to Minefields. My hey. name is Joshua Michael. It's my good buddy Tom right here. How you doing, brother? I'm pretty good. How you doing? I'm good. No, we're, we're feeling good right now. It's a good day. It's a good day. It's been a good couple days. It's been a good couple days. It's been a nice misty days here in the Colorado Springs. We're yes. doing the Indie Wrestling Report today. We've watched a lot of fucking wrestling this week, haven't we? Really a lot. I mean, much more than normal, even if you were a normal fan. So, yeah, yeah. Alright, before we get started, first things first, sell me on your number one. I don't know if you guys are aware of Juventud Guerrero. Guerrero, I apologize. He was a WCW mainstay back in the day. He wrestled Rey Mysterio a lot, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho. He lost his mask to Chris Jericho in a mask versus hair match. I want to let you know that I love Juventud to an extent that he makes most of the other cruiserweights and luchadors look silly. This guy perfected a 450 before you've ever seen a 450 done well. You know the Taka Michinoku, or the Michinoku driver? You know every time someone picks someone on, like it's going to be a body slam and drives them between his legs like a crazy finisher? Who was the first dude that did that? Juventu Guerrero. And now he's in Mexico, representing MAD, which is one of the most prolific people or groups in the whole state or the whole country. I'm the sorry. The whole country. We got a little messy. Yeah. He's got so many people under him right now and it's just beautiful because I watched Rey Mysterio, Chris Jericho, all these other people get pushed and Hoovy getting forgotten. And all of a sudden he's uh he's a big guy. He's posting all over Mexico and it's really nice to see that. That was beautiful. Thank you. Who are you going to sell us on next week? I'd love to do Vampiro. Oh um, my he's, god. He's going through some weirdness. Oh, fuck, that broke my heart. We'll talk. We'll get that later because we want to talk about some good stuff yeah. right now. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff that happened in wrestling this week, guys. Uh, the one that really got my ball hairs on end was the John Moxley <laughs> resurrection. Back from the dead, out of prison, if no <sighs> doubt. Breaks out of prison and does it exactly the way I wanted him to do it. Wraps his hand around the barbed wire and pulls. And takes off. We've got a lot of foreshadowing here. Uh, what was your favorite foreshadowing? Honestly, to me, everyone saw the a couple different things, but I liked the the check marks. And you know, when he was in pres- prison, he checked off how many days he was there in theory, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we saw twenty five days if we counted that right, but twenty five is when double or nothing was happening. Exactly. I loved seeing the dice. I love the way it just spelled M-O-X, Mox, <laughs> like he had in the back of his shirt back in the day that was just spray-painted, probably covered in old blood. Yeah. I hope he never washed that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, obviously, we're alluding, we're hoping he goes to AEW. Uh, I, I think he belongs there. And it's not just one of those things that AEW needs him. He needs a good platform to be himself. And in AEW, he can do whatever the hell he fucking wants, the, the Bucks, Cody, they're not going to fuck with this guy at all. Agreed. He's going to get to do whatever the hell he wants. And by the way, uh, one of the things that really confused me about that is the 
the fact that you can't even talk about signing a new contract with anyone until the day your contract is over. That is, there's there's litigation, there's a lot of bad news if they find out that they were talking to him before the, uh, yesterday morning right. at 12.01 a.m. When But was that already filmed? Did he pay out of pocket to do that, to get that ready without having to talk to anyone and have plans in mind of what he wanted to do, knowing full well that... I'm sure they might have bumped into each other. There's got to be some sort of secret something that happened that they knew that they wanted him and he was going to go there. Or maybe he's just teasing it and he's going to go to New Japan. Probably not. But if he's not going to AEW, where he's going? He could be trolling us. That's the whole point, is he could be doing the new Cody Young Bucks thing. So I do want to say, if we've watched a lot of AEW, we know that their promos and their you know, being the elite, uh, road to double or nothing... They're not overly produced. They don't look like a movie. They don't look like someone is spending millions. They're just dudes making their stuff. And that's awesome. So then when I think about it, I think Impact has really been doing that overproduced thing. Right. Much like Lucha Underground, but... But it's gorgeous. Yeah. And it's just, they put a lot of money into these incredible scenes that could be in a movie. And that was like that. But then, again... I wonder, I mean, it's Dean Ambrose, it's John Moxley. He could be fucking with everybody, man. He could why, be fucking with everybody. Why would he sign? He quit WWE because he was sick of being in a cage and a contract. Mm-hmm. And I understand AEW obviously won't put, him, won't put him in that cage. They want him in that contract. So what if he was Codying and he decided to go to Ring of Honor? He decided to go to Bumblefuck Indie Company. He decided to go to New Japan. And he just went everywhere and made John Moxley the new billion dollar name that WWE is going to hire more or offer more than anyone else. He sure as hell doesn't need the money. He doesn't need it. He's, he, he flat out said he hates this hokey shit because like, he said that and then like a couple days later they want him to like do an intergender match with Nia Jax. I don't think so. No. <laughs> no, I'm sure he was like... What the fuck are you trying to tell me that? And not even that whole bullshit with her hurting uh, our truth. Uh, which, <laughs> like, it's never really proven. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like Dean would have been cool wrestling Charlotte if that was the case. Maybe he'll be cool wrestling Tessa. No, nah, he wouldn't want to do any of that shit. Hey, nah, he wouldn't want. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as it's on TV and uh, you get the right story, right? Hell yeah. The, the one other thing that really bothered me today was I guys I'm sorry but I did not realize that Matanza Cueto from fucking Lucha Underground was Jeff Cobb I felt like the biggest dummy like so much of a dummy I have to use the word dummy to say that's how stupid I felt <laughs> I remember looking it up and I'm like who the hell is Jeff Cobb or who the hell is blankety blank and then not thinking of it and by the way guys if you guys aren't in with the Mexican culture because I'm Mexican myself Matanza it means pig slaughter and so badass. And what a, a matanza is is you and your family get up at five a.m. Someone gets the choice duty of putting a bullet between a choice pig's eyes, and then it's on. Then you you start off in multiple stations. You're in your fucking backyard, front yard. Uh, we were outside my grandma Mila's trailer. Uh, both sides of my family were there. My dad's and my mom's took that much to slaughter a pig. You you start out the pig's dead. You start covering it in boiling water to singe the hair and then you start scraping with with there were no razors we're talking razor sharp hunting knives my dad fucking cut the head off himself and put it in the tree because he thought it was funny 
<laughs> scared the shit out of all the kids that were there that day. I thought it was great. He had a laugh when we dumped all the guts in a garbage can, and then the pig gets separated, and then everyone's in their different stations. It is a pig slaughter. I it, they I see this guy, this bane looking motherfucker, and he's wearing he's covered in blood, and he's got an apron on, and they say his name's Mathanza, and I'm like, oh, like <laughs> it took the it took the breath out of me. Like I don't know what he's gonna do or how it's gonna happen, but it's gonna be awesome. And it reminded me of how awesome Vignettes used to be, and Lucha was doing it, and I wanted to bring up the fact, is how fucking shitty is it that Lucha is still fucking with people's contracts and preventing them from really prevailing? I mean, Joey, uh, Joey, uh, Ivelisse, uh, um, Cuerno, Cuerno, they're all released, but they're still fucking with a few of the guys, including Cuerno and the Mac. I read yesterday that the Mac didn't win at the Crockett Cup because he's still got a, he's still got a contract with Lucha and they still holding him by the balls. You're done. It's over. You, you started out honorably. And when Amazing. Lucha came out, it was only Lucha to me. How did yep. you feel when you first saw Lucha? That was the only show worth watching because you didn't have to watch crap, so WWE was out. And they had wrestling, really good wrestling. They had drama. They had people being killed. I mean, they had everything you'd Sex, want in a TV drugs, show. rock yeah. and roll, murder. It was that show. It was the Game of Thrones for wrestling mm-hmm. at the time. Every time the uh, the doors opened, you didn't know who the hell was going to come. I remember the first time I saw Joey Ryan. That's how I found Joey Ryan. <laughs> like, who the hell is this Magnum P.I. motherfucker? And, oh my God. <laughs> like, this yeah. is happening. Um, but that's all we got to say about about Lucha. Shame on you guys. If anyone in, that is listening that is part of Lucha Underground that is holding these guys hands, hostage, shame on you guys. Let them go. They put you guys over. They helped El Rey get over. Shame on you. Let them yeah. go. Let them shine. And now, because of what you've done, it's only going to be shit talk. You're the shitty ex-girlfriend of the wrestling that was just fucking hot, new wrestling, knew how to get everything over with us and how to just touch us the right way, and then you turn into the piece of shit bitch that yep. we are ashamed that we uh, let our moms meet. And fuck you. It's true. You're sitting there like a... I don't even want to say it, but you got to just let us have what we deserve and stop being horrible at us. Are we, uh, well, now that we've got all the sh- uh, you know piss and vinegar out of our veins, let's uh, <laughs> let's go alphabetically. A W. I was. Uh, how did you feel when you watched uh, Being the Elite this week? Being the Elite was awesome. It was a lot of fun as always. Watching the Young Bucks, you know, they've talked a couple times about we're not in shape, we haven't wrestled, we we're not in the game. Then you watch them, man. They do stuff. They do stuff in the ring every time you see them that you don't think they should be able to do. And they do stuff in the gym you don't think they should be able to do. It's just, like, really special to watch. Did you have a problem watching them do CrossFit? Not at all. It kind of bothered me knowing how many people are, their knees are blown out now Now that CrossFit's really, like, gone full force. It bothered me, but they weren't doing, like, the crazy, like, 100 sit-ups and then, like, a bunch of, like, squats with, with, the, with, the, with the iron and then go do, like... The, the four or five jumps. They did everything really nice. It did make me feel okay showing that they did that. Um, intro with the Lucha Bros. Did <laughs> you know those guys are really brothers? I actually did not. According to Wikipedia, they're really brothers. Even though Wikipedia won't tell us any of their real names. And I love the fact that they still have that kayfabe. That's Even cool. on the internet, we don't know Pentagon and Phoenix's actual real names. Huh. Yeah, I haven't looked that up. That's there, awesome. There's a couple of photos of unmasked Pentagon, but I don't think that's him. 
I don't think that's him at all. Like he's got a, I, with like I feel like we should do like some Photoshop thing, but never show it because we don't want to ruin it. You know what happens when you get a mask? People die mm. by their own hand. Um, starts out chingasu madre. You know what that means? <laughs> I don't. It means Listen. fuck your mother. <laughs> oh my God. Like when they start out with the chingasu madres, <laughs> I was like, give me a no mamas way. No mamas way is like. Stop sucking, bro. <laughs> yeah, like it, like uh, okay. And then we got the the next part with the two librarians. Where are you on that? Leva Leva was so shitty on camera. I was not happy with her performance. Like it was, it was, it was hackneyed. I felt like she was nervous, and given her experience, I was a little disappointed in it that she had this first chance to shine, and I think she blew it. I love that. I was gonna say the opposite and say, who the fuck is this Avalon guy? I don't know him, and he hasn't done anything to interest me. Oh, but, he's so over. But, I don't know him, but dude, you just explained it, because I, I bought into everything he said. I didn't mm-hmm. have a problem with it. I just, I like blue pants. But with Leva, when I think about it, I can't argue with you at all. I mean, she was not memorable. She was not... Doing anything that what mattered, and all of a sudden Avalon's this new name that's popping up in my mind. Yeah, what's the name's mom from last week freaking out that she didn't give didn't get an official AEW shirt was better than her performance <laughs> in, in this one, and even that was hackneyed. But like, uh, leave it. Come on, it's a, this is a job interview. Like, if th- this librarian thing might not happen. Is this why NXT didn't work out? <laughs> Play. Oh. I, I do. I do dig the fact that she was drinking too much and hitting on everybody and getting in fights. I mean, that made me like her even more. Yeah, that makes her badass, but probably that makes her uh, Leo Rush, doesn't it? Well, <laughs> no, no, no. She, I, I think she could stomp the shit out of Leo Rush. Uh, maybe they just needed to give her a couple of shots. Maybe she showed up stone cold sober for something. Right. That she needed to have a couple of uh, a, a couple of uh, shots of uh, whatever the hell her her medicine is. Yeah, and if you're should... a librarian, it's not like you're in the ring, so maybe you need a little bit of medicine. One thing I loved was the Young Bucks Easter egg hunt. <laughs> Not because it was sweet and heartwarming, but because we've been following... How long have you been a Bucks fan? Four, five years? I'd say four. More like four, but not as long as five. But I remember them in TNA as whatever weird name they were called, but then I lost them for a while, so yeah. Well, remember how they were broke? Remember they were about to yeah. lose their house? They were about to lose everything. They could barely afford diapers, and now they had enough money... They just it, it, okay. It was a measly five hundred bucks. I would love five hundred bucks right now. Yeah. But they had, and I'm not faulting him from that. They had an, a a couple of bucks. Five hundred. Oh damn. Or two. Pun not intended. Uh, to to spoil those kids. Remember that girl opening the egg when she pulled out a hundred dollar bill. God damn. <laughs> yeah, that's that, a moment you can't take away. It it made me proud to be a Bucks fan. Like, we. We love you. We're happy you're at this place. We're so happy that you are able to spend this time and heal and you're, you're working out. You're doing your best. One thing that worries me is, though, is that if they, they're playing it too safe, when you play it too safe is when you get hurt. And that's what kind of worries me. But even though, great Easter. I love seeing you spoil your family. I, like, I love the fact that every time I ordered anything from your official Young Bucks website, I knew... That it was your wives taking care of everything yeah. and making sure that I got everything I needed pristine, not wrinkled. You know, if I got like the signatures, it wasn't coming up all, all bent and shit and 
Also, uh, noticeable absence of Joy Ryan this week. Oh, there's obviously things to talk about with apparently WWE having their interest in him, but I feel like everyone, everyone that cares or knows about Joy Ryan knows he's probably not going, but isn't there that fear that someone offered you? You, you got AEW offering him, I'm sure, a great contract and a great time to wrestle and be awesome, but... right. What if you got offered something that was comfortable, not amazing, but comfortable, and all you had to do was show the younger people how to be entertaining? And I, I worry that WWE has offered him something that he may actually accept. But they said they gave him a, a mediocre offer, something not really to... Like, I would find it insulting. If you're not giving me, like, $500,000 a year to sit on the bench to not be an AW, uh... I'm going to go to AEW. Well, these guys are my friends. Like, Agreed. He's been on the show almost every single episode for the past year and a half. Yep. And in All In, obviously. So, yeah. He he should. He should go AEW. But that's one of those, do we have the right as a wrestling fan to say you shouldn't just never take a bump again and take an okay salary for the next 20 years? But he's not 80 years old, man. He's 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 like like two 30s. years younger than me. Right. Yeah, like the the guy was opening the same Snake Mountain on Christmas morning that all all of us were like back <laughs> in the day. I love seeing that about the guy. And he's partying. He was partying in uh, Disneyland today. Love seeing that. I hope I hope he went to Disneyland just to figure out what the hell he's gonna do, or he had make it made a decision and now and now things are gonna be okay. Can you imagine that feeling? Like I got offered the offer from WWE. They haven't paid attention to me for ten fucking years, and. Now that me and my friends built something literally out of nothing, now you pay attention just to make me read the bench, and it, it's like watching, I don't know, this sounds so shitty, but it's like bumping into your ex-girlfriend that cheated on you with eight guys, and she's like 800 pounds heavier, shit out eight <laughs> different kids, her husband is like three feet shorter than you Paul <laughs> and and then she's like, hey, come back to me, calling you at three in the morning, and you're like, no, nah, dude. Like, you're, you don't compare to the, the Omega. You don't co- you don't compare to the Omega. You right. Don't, you don't compare to the Cody's. You don't compare to the trust. And, oh, trust is going to be one of the big factors and one of the biggest things i got to talk about this week because, oh, God damn, uh, Johnny Impact and Cage. We'll get to that in a little bit, guys. That, guys, like, we're I'm going to title this on the fucking website, How Over They Are. What do you, you got know, else to say? Anything else to say for the uh, being the elite brother? Besides the fact that... Okay, alright, I'm going to say two things. One, I still love it. Every second of it. It's that relatable wrestling where you can watch people being people and you love it. But, I'm going to bring up that Johnny Moxley again. Ooh. That was not AEW. And I, I'm not saying he is not AEW. But that promo we saw with Johnny Moxley... John, I'm sorry, I keep calling John. John John, Moxley. It was not AEW. If you are going to try and pinpoint, and I understand the the, uh, allusion, or, you know, what he was, the references to AEW. But if you're going to say, based on quality of what we're watching, Impact or the no longer Lucha Underground are the only people that did promos that intense that almost looked like a movie. That wasn't AEW, and it definitely wasn't WWE. I got to say... That, what, 45-second promo was better than 12 <laughs> rounds, too. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was better than anything. And if you don't give a shit about wrestling, you could show someone that promo and they'd be like, whoa, what's this movie? What's this about? No, that was gnarly. He was big. He was tough. He was pissed off. He did exactly what we wanted him to do. Grab that fucking barbed wire and pull. Not <laughs> not scared of it. We yeah. we did have some you know some foreshadowing, but we don't know if they're fucking with us. We, they they right. it could be a huge swerve, guys. I'm sorry, just to even put the possibility out there, it could be a huge swerve. Uh, Dean Ambrose might not have signed with WWE, but what if they got John Moxley to sign with WWE? Well, what if Dean Ambrose signed? He's just saying fuck you. Get excited, bitches. Get excited about all in, and then when he doesn't show up, oh, he's still WWE. We're stupid. Have you heard the rumor that All In 2 is going to be in... God, I, I, like, I, I've seen a few different rumors about where All In 2 is going to be. Like, God, like the, that, that phrase to me means so much to me. That, that, that When I say All In, I mean it with all my heart. Like, yeah. like the way like one of my best friends, Nicole, like, oh God, she has such a hard time like with feelings and stuff. But I tell her, I love you with all my heart. And she's like, God, you always say that. And I'm like, but I mean it. And when I say All In... The Bucks, everyone, like, when, like, when I told you, it's dude, all you're in all in. I told you a long time, you're all in here. Yeah. I meant that that way. <laughs> yeah. And I feel it, because it is all your heart. Uh, real quick, though, CM Punk, what do you got to say? What do you think? I don't know, man. Uh, they're fucking with us. I think they're fucking with us. I think, I think Punk is fucking with us. I know it's only a couple hour flight from L.A. to Vegas now that he's booked to do the uh, MMA uh, commentator. Whatever the hell it is, he could show up. Moxley might show up. Uh, luckily, Goldberg won't Stu show up. Stu Barrett might show up. I, I would, or Stu, what's his name? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I, would, I would totally pop for him. I love that guy. I did not, but I don't love anyone. I mean, WWE makes AJ look boring, so... I mean, I'm sure the dude's amazing. I just only saw him in mainstream WWE looking like a fool. So He was great with the Nexus. He was great with the Nexus, but even then, after that, it was just, it, he just, you could tell he was a yes man that got a little bit more over than most yes men usually get over. But I don't think, I don't think Punk's going to show up, but if he does, yeah. I'm going to wear a condom so y'all don't see anything dripping down my legs the second <laughs> we hear... That song pop up, cult of personality. You think, he, you think he'd have the same song? Oh, he has to. There's no way that the WWE were able to copyright cult of personality. Good point. Good yeah. point. Yeah, if that if that song comes up, I will be wearing a condom. Nothing will be dripping down my legs, but other stuff will be happening. If Punk shows up, the world's gonna change. That's gonna be a real difference. I mean, not just exciting, a real difference making. Uh, let's talk about Impact. Best thing that happened this week. Oh my god. Best thing? It's gotta be Lucha Bros, I feel like. I don't know. Uh, Lucha Bros are just always amazing. Whether it's the weekly show or the pay-per-view. Yeah, they may try to kill themselves in a match and try to make uh, Double or Nothing terrifying for us, but they put on, they put on everything every match. I personally miss uh, Pentagon breaking arms. And then like the next week, Johnny's in a sling, and the next week he's conveniently <laughs> healed. Uh, you can't do that in the the weeklies, but I I I do miss him fake breaking people's arms because that was just so brutal. That and was badass. He he did it like when he's licking blood. And I'm like, <laughs> oh god, this is awesome! Like I can barely look at it, but this is exactly what I want. Pentagon, oh, whoever you are, we love you. We love you. Uh, the intros. I 
absolutely loved the intro. It wasn't ten minutes long. Like, one thing I fucking hate about watching WWE pay-per-view is the fact that, like, they show you commercials to buy the network. Like, motherfucker, I already bought the right. network. I am here. <laughs> I'm I am already here. here. You don't have to sell something to yeah. me because I bought it. You already got my nine ninety nine. <laughs> Every fucking month. Every month. And I only watch one of the, or two of the pay-per-views or whatever just happens. And then I'm already done with the original programming. I, like, it, the pay-per-views suck. They suck. You want so bad to watch AJ do an awesome match or Joe put on something you haven't it's been seen. It's a while. In a while. They don't, and I understand, man. If you did digging holes for five bucks an hour for your whole life, and mm-hmm. then someone's like, I'll give you a thousand bucks an hour to dig a hole, you're not going to dig that hard. No. Because you want to keep digging. So I'm not talking any trash, but what is worth watching anymore? You're saying you're saying AJ isn't trying because he's getting paid more to dig the hole? Or are you saying they're uh, holding him back? I don't want to say he's not trying, and I don't feel like I know they're holding him back, but that's besides it. I think that AJ knows that he doesn't, he's not not trying. He's trying, but he's trying in a WWE way. You have to put on the best performance, not the best match. Because if he does another 450 to the outside, another Flosberry flop to the outside, he could break his neck and never show up again. But if he does an elbow drop to the outside, he'll show up forever and we'll still love him. I agree. Uh, but it's different for the WWE guys with actual families like Steen. AJ, these guys have true blue... These guys are true blue family guys. These right. guys love the living dog shit of their family and do everything they can to take care of them. So I can, I can to take care of them. I can't blame them for it, but like if you're a single guy... I mean, if I was yeah. Zach... This is just throwing it out. If I was Zach Ryder, I would have been done with WWE years ago. <laughs> like, you're going to make me be like Bush League, fake, soy base imitation Hulk Hogan? Fucking done. <laughs> That's literally gonna, the nicest perspective I've ever heard of him. I'm going to show up drunk every fucking filming. Yeah. Like, I'm going to fill myself with steroids, everything I can to get you to just sever ties and not give me that nine, that, that uh, three-month bullshit I can't wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> We're done with you. Great. Erase me from the books. I'm going to show up in a lucha mask and be <laughs> someone else and not let anyone ever know I was what Zack Ryder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zack Ryder never was famous on the internet. All right, restart. Yeah. But we've got... Okay, so the, the intros for Impact Rebellion, fucking great. <laughs> Short, sweet, to the point. He got us caught up if we'd missed like one or two episodes. We're already invested. Sweet, go straight to straight to Don. I love how he gets the pink over. I love how he gets the glasses over. Josh, I'm glad he's got a job post WWE. I remember they were always fucking with him. He is doing such a good job on commentary with Don. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like the fact that they kept saying global, global impact. I'm like, okay, we get it. You just, just. People will know you're global if you're actually global. You don't have to say it. That's when my disconnect started. I was I had such high hopes, but a little bit of disconnect. How did you feel about the first match? We've got, um, let's see here, coming up. Petey Williams, former X Division champion. Uh, Jake Christ, part of OBE. Aiden Prince, uh, also from Ontario. We got Ace Austin, and uh, dude, uh, cousin Jake from the Deaners. Yeah. Um. They all had their, like, one thing that stood out to me right away, if you guys know the business, or think you know the business, because we're just a couple of asshole smart marks, mm-hmm. they have, they all had the exact same intro time. Yeah. They all had the exact same intro time. Great. And offense time, kind of. And offense time. Yeah. Who did you have your money on when this match started? I had 
I mean, it's safe to pick more than one, but I had Ace Austin because he's obviously who they're pushing. But there's Petey Williams, man. If, I want to say TNA, if Impact plays him right, he could be a main eventer. They're not going to play him right. He won't be a main eventer. But I thought maybe they could make him win this and continue that feud with Ace Austin. Right. But he, he's from Ontario. He's obviously not going over. Yep. This old yep. school old school rules. Yep. Eddie Edwards came out with that kendo stick. <laughs> and the second I saw the kendo stick, I knew it was going to get broken immediately. And that was not going to happen. And it, it, like if you look closely, the wrappings at the top were really loose, which also pissed me off because the looser the wrappings, the harder you hit, the faster it's going to pinch flesh. Yep. And Bleed. Yeah, it, it, we, we didn't need any color on this. I loved this match because everyone got their shit in. Uh, Ace yeah. came out. He had that stupid Ace of Spades. I don't care. Figure something else out. You got to do. You you you've got the parkour thing going on. We right. get it. Your name's Ace. Uh, I don't know. Find some other gimmick where like you, you've got a sidekick named the Deuce. It'll be funny. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be funny. But even then, it'll be better than just holding the the, the Ace yeah. of Spades out. You're not. Would be like joke. the Rock coming out holding a big rock and being like, "I'm Rock Hard." Like, yeah, exactly my point. Yeah, have a little perfect, more. perfect parallel. Um. The second Ace came out, I knew it was going to be him because they've been pushing him really well, and I, yeah. I want him to win. I love his parkour he's gimmick. He's great. He's great. You watch what he does, and he does a lot of what other people are doing right now, but he does it in the AJ or the Ricochet way where he, he looks like he doesn't give a shit. He's not trying. He's just impressing us for fun. He can hit you hard without hitting you hard. I, I've seen the way they, they react. It looks good on camera, but the, the way they're selling it, I can tell it didn't hurt that much. But they still sell it for him, and and they know that he's taking care of them while putting himself over, and they're helping him put him get himself over. Uh, I loved the the best part of this match was the fact that everyone got their shit in, and everyone got their own individual time to beat the fuck out of Ace. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, it was kind of a highlight match for everybody. Ace got to show how he could sell, and everyone you weren't sure about whether you were sure or not, they got to just. They yeah they put on a highlight reel. They showed what they could do. Ace showed he could take it, and then Ace won because that was how the match was gonna go. It was beautiful. I love the fact that the Impact fans were already giving them holy shits. First match, these yeah. guys were all in invested in this match. Like the Impact, the Impact crowd or universe, whatever they call themselves, is so invested. Like. If you're watching Ring of Honor, you have to watch Flip or everyone like you know bang the mat, try to get everyone mm-hmm. to clap their hands, and everyone will okay, we'll clap for a second. But these guys in Impact in Canada are rabid about it. You see those, you see the white guys dressed as the black guy, like like without the black face. But these guys, yeah. they love these guys because they are in Canada and putting Canadian guys over. And obviously, you know the guys, you know PD's from Ontario. So, oh, yeah. uh, how did you feel about the quintessential sharpshooter? Always happy with it. I don't know. I I'm old school, so if there's a Canadian show going on, there better be a sharpshooter. I mean, is isn't that right? Agreed. How did you feel about Chris with the cutters? That's one thing that bothered me about this whole thing was there was a cutter in every fucking match. So, I think the cutter and trust me, when I watched DDP and he was the only person that did that, that was the most special move in the history of time. And I get the Stone Cold's is not a cutter, but. Mm-hmm. Then Stone Cold did it and made it much cooler. Right. But the cutter, not the stunner, 
The cutter can be a move in any situation. The cutter should be an arm toss or a, a hip toss. I'm you so glad you said that. Cutter anyone. And why would you not take advantage? If you were falling next to someone trying to hurt you, why would you not take advantage and try to cutter them? The cutter's the new DDT. Remember back in the day, like, Jake the Snake would throw a DDT and just boom, it was fucking over. Yep. And then, like, Stone Cold would throw Stunner. It's over. Yeah. Diamond, up. It's over. But now, it's becoming it's becoming the new DDT. And right. now that you say it with a smile on your face, I like it. It's cool. Let, let them do it. Nice. Let, let them have some fun. I hated it, dude. Five years ago, when everyone, including Bully Ray, was doing it, I hated it. Don't take away from DDP. But, I mean, Randy Orton's pretty much turned it into a joke, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, the out-of-nowhere thing is, I, I do dig the out-of-nowhere thing, yeah. but only that one time when he got suspended and swore he was going to just uh, RKO everyone out of nowhere. And <laughs> you see Heath Slater, like, bringing his tray from the cafeteria. <laughs> and poor Heath Slater's, like, about to sit down with his buddies at the table, and boom, <laughs> RKO. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that, that poor jobber. Was, he even had long hair. That's how long ago. That was, like, it was, like, it was, I think that was, like, the, like, the smackdown after uh, Rollins stole the belt. Like, that was, that, like, that was a long-ass time ago. Um, okay, so looking through my notes here, uh, I gotta say Aiden Prince with an amazing 450. Yeah, that was awesome. 450, Ubuntu. Talked about it earlier. No. Find someone who does a better 450 and send that to me. Petey did the job. He did the tried and true thing. Uh, Canadians don't win in, in Ontario, but they still got over. Everyone knew, everyone knew there. Everyone was, everyone was smart on that one. Yeah. Uh, it was... It wasn't even 12 minutes. I love that fact. It was short and sweet and great. It wasn't like 30 guys mm-hmm. and you didn't get distracted. But the the next match, and you were telling me this is one of your favorite ones earlier when we were smoking Absolutely. outside. We've got Sammy. Sammy and Rich Swan. Man, the storytelling. I mean, you could show someone who has never watched wrestling in their life the story between Rich and Sammy. It's beautiful. It's terrifying. It's amazing. And yeah, sure, they get the compound thing. Well, they did everything beautifully. Every bit of that story was beautiful. And when you got to that last clip before the pay-per-view of uh, Rich slamming on that trailer, I assume. Oh, man, just screaming for his brother. Because I understand the story of two brothers growing up together and fighting. I mean, that's every story ever that's been good. But they made it something you felt. You felt Rich Swan wanting his brother back, not wanting to go through the with this match. And when his brother said, fuck you, fuck you, man. Let's do it. I felt Sammy wanting his brother back, but then it was one of those things where we always say, oh, if you just do this and this, the story writes itself, everyone will be happy. But uh, Sammy's, Sammy Callahan's promo, in the dark, wearing semi-shield-esque stuff, making veiled responses to Dean Ambrose having <laughs> left CZW and then wanting to come back, um, but directed at Rich, who you know left the Indies, went to WWE, and then left because of God knows what. I'm not even going to get into that. We weren't there. But mm-hmm. he's kicking ass there, and you know it writes itself. You know I'm doing this not because I hate you, because I love you. I said it in tandem with him. Yeah, I, I saw it, and... It, it kind of turned me off in the match, especially when it started out, and there was a lot, a lot of heat on on uh, on Sammy. 
And Rich gets out of the ring and starts throwing all the great things you'd want in a match into the ring. I'm like, great. <laughs> so immediately my mind gets a little turned off. I'm like, great. So he's obviously going to get into every single one of these. He shouldn't have thrown them out there, but that didn't happen. That didn't happen. They switched back and forth. They took equal bumps. They, how did you feel about the spit? That was kind of weird. I never liked spit. Only because if I, and I don't know how it is to be a wrestler, but I don't want to be spit on, man. No, that's, 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 that's a, that's a and immediate I don't spit response on to fight. Yeah. I don't want to spit on someone I don't want to be spit on. So, I get it. Obviously, you just said it. It's an immediate fucking response. So there's an emotional response, so mm-hmm. it sells. It makes sense. But, I mean, so would stabbing a kidney. You don't have to sell everything that makes sense. But it was a great match. There wasn't Fuck much. Yeah. There wasn't much to it other than it was a really good hardcore match that didn't go too far to turn off any of its sensibilities with like way too much blood or way too over the top. Yeah, it, it wasn't was, a death match. It was two brothers getting their shit out, and there wasn't that dumbass curtain call shit where we we're friends now at the yeah. end. That would have that would have made me turn it off. It's one of those things that's happened too much. Like Ring of Honor was like shake hands, shake hands. <laughs> People are like, man, that's cool. You can't shake hands every time. You can't hug hug every time. You've got to keep kayfabe. you got to hate the person you hate. You've got to keep kayfabe. I love that. We need to write that on a shirt. That would be amazing. I don't even want to sell it. I just want to wear it. Scarlet, side boob, Bordeaux, and uh, son of Sing. How did you feel about this piece of shit? I'll be honest. As far as an intergender match goes... I wasn't butthurt. You know, I, I watched it with the wife, who isn't a hardcore fan, but she watches WWE with me, and she'll watch the indies with me, and she was entertained, and she always gives me this level ground, because, okay, it wasn't fucking Stone Cold and The Rock. Right. It wasn't CM Punk and whoever the fuck he makes a good match with, because it doesn't matter, but it was fine. It was truly fine. You had the guys from India playing racist assholes who right. hated women, which is kind of shitty and sucks a little. But fine, cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool, whatever. And you had Fala Paul, who's playing a retard, and a hot girl who's tagging with him, and they had a cool... Ma- I mean, it was literally Nick Dinsmore and whoever. at the. You know what I mean? Like, it was fine. It was fine. I was okay with it until the low blow, and I'm like, okay, come on. Like, you're trying to put over intergender matches, and you're going to end with a low blow? Like... Yeah. What are you are are you erasing everything you just did in the last eight minutes with a low blow and trying to get this sort of like, I, I it's not, it's not a it's not a gimmick. It's something that needs to be developed because it's still kind of in its infancy. Because every time I do see an intergender match, something happens that just sideswipes me. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, okay, so obviously he's holding back, she's holding back. I thought this was supposed to be like equal, and. The low blow really disjointed me on that one. I'm like, why not? You're you're good enough. Scarlett is fucking great She's in the ring. She's actually really good. She's fucking great in the ring. Yeah. She could have ran circles around that asshole. And it was a missed opportunity. I got a question for you. Tell me. Would Ask you me. rather see a suspension of disbelief to the point that a woman overpowers and beats a man? Or a suspension of disbelief that a woman continues an entire match and fights a man, but maybe, maybe had to find a way to win. And I only say I like that because I don't like any shit-talking on women or stuff like that, but 
maybe a woman's not as strong as a dude who's been a bodybuilder his whole fucking life, and maybe she wasn't gonna beat him one-on-one because she is, like, half his size, so maybe a nut shot was the equalizer. Why not a fucking punch to the goddamn nose or the mouth? Like, I can answer that in two damn ways. She could have done her actual finisher. She could have gone hard. She could have actually, actually shot on the guy and him let her do it for people to think, oh, shit, she's shooting. In which case, that would have got everyone invested. Second off, if you want, for the second option you gave me, I would want to get rather eased into it and see Jordan just <laughs> dominate. Yeah. In, like, no holds barred, like, uh, I, I wrestled in, I wrestled in, in high school. I remember having to wrestle a girl, and I'm, I remember the whole time, like, oh, great, it, it made me nervous. Um, granted, I was, like, 15, I'm like, yeah, okay, what if I accidentally grab her boobs? <laughs> or what if, what if, what if I get my ass beat, my buddies she make fun of me the whole time? No, yeah, what if, what if she really kicks my ass, or what <laughs> if, or, or what if, uh, what if I touch her the wrong way? There was a weird... Even if in... you kick her ass, are you a piece of shit now? So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like yeah. am I supposed to lose? Um, shoot. There's gotta <laughs> be some sort of shoot, some sort of uh, fake shoot, keep it kayfabe, pick Jordan... Have her go against someone awesome. I'm not saying Cage. I love watching her wrestle with Cage, by the way. That was awesome. Her her tag team with Cage was yeah. fucking rad. Yeah. That was so kick-ass, especially because of Lepti. I mean, like... like um, Oh, yeah. Better's the mom. I mean, The whole fuck, foursome's yeah. just God. The whole foursome. Mundo Cage, Taya, Jordan, Grace. I mean, come on. Right, well, that's all I gotta say about that match. One thing that pissed me off was the announcers going, kick to the nads. Last time I heard kick to the nads... <laughs> Was in fifth grade. Yeah, fifth grade. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. Nads. They still say that. No. Uh, next thing up, we got an absolute terrible moose promo, <sighs> and we get the. Uh, what was I supposed to do? You guys made fun of me. <laughs> like you're not, you're not Kane. <laughs> right. Like I, 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 I could see crazy Kane freaking out because Kane was. Absolute real to me when when he was doing that. Yeah, he was a demon motherfucker. Yeah, but like, okay, so you you didn't get the pussy, and they made fun of you, and then so you got to fight these guys. Okay, it's a tried and true story, but at the same time though, your promo sucked, your robes suck, and I didn't buy it. Yeah, and you made the North look a little slow, because the North is not slow. No, the North is goddamn amazing. They're gonna have a huge future specifically, and I always forget his name, but the dude with the headset, the the wrestling headgear. Josh? Yeah. He is amazing. That guy is Kurt Angle without any hype. Josh Alexander. Yeah. Josh Alexander. Who do you think needs the other one more? The North or Moose? You know, you're supposed to say that the North North needs Moose because they're new and he is an established vet. not an established veteran, but to be honest, the North is impressive as hell, and Moose is slowing them down, so at best, Moose needs the North for sure, man. Oh, absolutely. Uh, North and, North and Rascals. Uh, loved it. I know it's not lovable, but I loved it. They all, they all got their shit in. I love that. The whole, the whole pay-per-view. Everyone got their shit in. Everyone yeah. got to shine. No one looked like a jobber. No one had to sell too much. Yeah. I, I did get a little upset that they kept uh, referencing Moose's football history. He's a wrestler <laughs> now. Put him over as a wrestler, not yeah. a, a former 
uh, NFL guy. Like, you can't keep doing that to these guys. Like, people don't reference The Rock as, like, failed football player that went to Canada and failed there, too. They don't do that right. to Roman Reigns. No one cares. No one's yeah. watching Impact casually and like, oh, shit, they said this dude was in a football? And now I'm watching. You think the Rascals look small? That's one thing that, like, I was thinking about that was, you, you think they could lose a couple of, use to, uh, gain a couple extra pounds in the uh, muscle department? Or... So, yeah, but... I think we're in a new generation of wrestling, and if you look at AEW, everyone there is five foot eight, one hundred sixty pounds, mm. and they got a you know who gives a fuck if you can wrestle? Who gives a fuck how big or small you are? It's about superheroes. No one cared the Spider Man was small. No, so who cares? No, that's that's a good point, and I was wondering if that was the old school guy in me that like. You know, Vince always likes the big guys. I'm like, okay, I grew up in the 80s, so... Yeah, I do like the big guys, because I like... You know, I, I do believe in overwhelming force. But, uh... Yeah, I was, I'm looking at them, okay, they're a little skinny, but... Do they... Could they gain a little extra pounds, or, yeah. they, or should they be just fine? Like, I, I don't want to shit on, that, on their look, because I know that they worked hard to do that. I'm just wondering if I'm being an old piece of shit, thinking that they should get bigger. I don't think so. I don't. I honestly don't because everyone should get bigger. Ricochet should get bigger. AJ Styles should get bigger. Everyone should get bigger because they are larger than life. But if if they're gonna make a name for themselves as a small little dude, I'm not gonna cry. I love the chance for Josh Alexander walking weapon because he was throwing Damn. people around like a fucking rag doll. Right, and not huge. The dude's five eight. Maybe 5'10". He's not huge. He might even be a cruiserweight to WWE perspectives. But, yeah, he's a monster. And that's the whole point of wrestling is he's a Kurt Angle. He's a Chris Benoit. He's that dude who's maybe not a giant, but he will fucking destroy people. And it's awesome to watch. Does do a lucha wraparound legs from top to shoulders to... The to multiple. The multiple spin around into a DDT. Holy shit, that was beautiful! Like, yeah. oh, did it like I I I want to watch it right now in slow mo and yeah. watch the look on on his face when just boom through that ending in a DDT that was gorgeous. Not a throw where they awkwardly like have their their limp legs around yeah. the neck and they try to land th- right. Yeah, throw themselves forward. No, tend to a DDT that was gorgeous. Um, I did get a little disconnected when the Rascals did this. Yeah, that little under the hand. Yeah, that's the what the thing. that's what the little rascals did all the time. <laughs> the little hand wiggle. That's the old people. That's the old writers. You have to. That's what they understand as comedy. So if these guys are rascals, you got to do some dumb shit like that. Right? Well, I mean, like Des did that, and well, that wasn't Des. I'm, I'm talking about when Des was throwing chops. <laughs> they look like little bitch slaps. <laughs> like they were the worst chops I've ever seen. But chops is a trained thing, too. I, I just watched a video on this uh, with Joe Rogan. Like, you could be a seven foot four dude and throw a chop, and it could look like Dez. You have to know how to chop, because I could slap this shit out of you right now, and it would not sound like anything. And you could slap the shit out of me right now, and if you hit it the right way, it would sound like you fucking murdered me. It just looked like a little cat fight, like, <laughs> like, okay, uh, throw some better chops, dude. Are they trying to challenge GCW? <laughs> Alright, so uh, Moose got the W, but it was the North that put Moose over. Yes. Like, that, that whole W belonged to the, to the North. That, the North is so impressive. I, I can't wait for them to do better. It was a win-win, win-win, give-give, 
everyone everyone did good. The Rascals got over even though they lost. Yeah. Everyone won yeah. in that match. All the moves, we saw it all. Yeah. All right, we got Ty and Jordan Grace. Hard one. Yeah, especially when they said that Grace is from uh, Austin, which means she's a Longhorn. And being a, <laughs> being a Sooner myself, class of 2006, uh, God, that kind of started me right away. I know you don't dig football no more, but uh, being from... Sooner country, sooner bred, sooner <laughs> born. Uh, once you say you're a Longhorn, uh, I've got a problem. <laughs> I've got it. a problem. So they said Austin. She might not be one. I'm just saying the second I heard Austin. Uh, Ty looked great. Uh, like, God, they looked so polished yeah. going out there. Their, their, their outfits, were. they looked beautiful. They looked strong. If you're telling believable. me Ty is a bad wrestler, um, I, I'm arguing. She's, oh, she's amazing. Good. She can put everything over. She's fucking awesome. Oh, she! I would never say she's she was bad. I, right. First off, I would never say she's bad just based on her own content. If you just watch a five second clip of her. Second off, I would never badmouth anyone in public from Perestamal, ever, <laughs> because I know there's a cartel guy that's gonna accidentally hear that shit and my whole family's gonna be dead. Yeah. yeah. Do not badmouth Perestamal. They will find you. <laughs> Good point. Uh, no. Um, decent match. I just felt they were holding back. I I felt that. There could have been a lot more. I wasn't asking for a death match. I wasn't asking for a bunch of crazy moves. I could have done with a little bit more work in, uh, work in the arms, work in the legs, uh, really like focus in old school style. Because they started out a little bit like that, but I wanted to be more like, I mean, if, they, if you're going to work the arm, I mean, like beat that arm up the whole time, old school Rowdy Rowdy Piper style. I mean, yeah. like, really, really yep. go, you know, paint that. Even Chris, uh, not Chris, Paul, Bret Hart. Yeah. yeah, I loved Bret Hart the way he focused on people's parts. So yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't find the target; you make the target, and then just work it and yeah. work it and work it. And I oh, wanted yeah. a little bit more of that, uh, but it was still a decent match. Um, how did you feel? The same way. It seemed like, and I'm gonna speak a little to the future, but as opposed to the Lucha Rose match, who just decided to kill themselves and do everything they fucking could. This match seemed like they were saving themselves for something more, but this was supposed to be the more. This was the more. This was mm -hmm. that match. And, I mean, I, I, I'm going to hate saying this, but every Impact women's match is a little bit that you want more, as opposed to it used to be, and it was everything you wanted. Right away, I was invested. They, they came out there to do something important. Jordan just went that double leg takedown. <laughs> boom! Like, like you didn't see it coming. And, like, neither did Taya. But then they started with the hair pulling. And then I was done. And then I was... Uh... It's like, you've got to do it. Almost, you know, if there were two dudes with ridiculously long hair, maybe hair would be pulled. But it it's stupid. It doesn't need to be there. It's stupid. <sighs> Come on, like, just... Just get wrestle. It. Just wrestle. Like, you don't even... gotta pull hair. No, no, that's uh, that's not something uh, I, I want to see at all. Um, Just like guy wrestlers don't have to hit the nuts all the time. It happens, but you don't gotta do it all the fucking time. There was some good brawling though. There was some love taps mixed with some good brutality. Uh, Ty obviously retained, and I just knew these get girls could go harder. Women, sorry, forgive me. I, I just, like I said, I don't want a death match. I wanted more athleticism. Yeah. I wanted more. Work the limbs. I wanted more. When um, they're the two best, let's be straight. It's two they best are the two. If you're two not best. putting Tessa in there, if you're ignoring Tessa and Gail's retired, these are the two best women in the world, in my opinion. Oh, they would destroy Tessa. 
any one of them would destroy them. Tessa would at least be able to like keep up. Yeah. But I don't think she'd be able to... I know. think Tessa could beat uh, Jordan. You think so? I think so. I that think Jordan's too new. I say. I love it. I love it. Run with it. I just... Jordan's too new. Tessa's a horsewoman. Not a, yeah, Whatever. So Tessa would let Jordan do her power moves like like whoever the fuck power did to the horse people. But uh, Tessa's not worried. She'll take her out. She'll make her tap. That's that's not a problem. Tessa is Charlotte. And Charlotte, and I don't want to talk about that, but it doesn't matter. They're the best. They are the best. And they, you can put Tessa against, like Kenny, a blow-up doll or a fucking mop. It'd be a great match. It'd really be worth watching. What'd you give this match? I'd give it a two and a half. Out of five. Are we saying compared to men's matches or compared to women's matches? And I'm sorry, I'm a piece of shit for that. But we'll do both. Compared to women's matches, this was a four out of five. Compared to men's, yeah, it was a two, maybe. Maybe a three. Because men's matches have been terrible. But yeah, I'd, I'd give it a three in a men's match. Or a foreign in a women's match, yeah. Well, so about Gail Kim and Tessa Blanchard, which is why I kind of got a little disjointed and uh, did Sammy beforehand with uh, a Rich. It's I wanted to talk about the girls uh, the men all at once. Uh, Gail Kim and Tessa Blanchard was one of the worst matches I've ever seen. That was so fucking boring. I love Tessa's Codebreakers. I love yeah. Tessa's Codebreakers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's so fucking goddamn fast. And, you know, it's... They talk about, you know, shaking ring rust when it came to Gale, but you can't shake ring rust. No. That's not something you can do. You can't just be retired and then show up and put on a five-star match like you're hoping to do with someone that is obviously over and can put on a five-star match. Right. They they pimped it hard. You believed it going into it. You knew mm. it was going to be a good match, and then when it happened, it was just a little bit... Disappointing. But Tessa started biting. Just the same thing I hated about the fucking hair pulling in in, in uh, Taya and Jordan. Like the, their hair pulling there, and then Tessa's biting. Okay, you're not Lavusa. <laughs> you're not, it, it's 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 not okay. Like that immediately disjointed me from that. Like you could have done something better. Like was that like in your mind gonna get you over as a solid heel cheating badass. So I like it. The biting to me is a badass thing. I, I know it didn't do much, but I can't disagree that much. I understand it was stupid, but biting is like, man, if someone's beating the shit out of me and I had nothing left, nothing, right? I'd bite their fucking face. That's a good point. <laughs> you know, like, That's a very good point. So I almost, and while it wasn't maybe displayed the way it should have been, I almost respect the, the desperation. There was a botch magnum. I did like the fact that it ended with a tap out. Hmm. I think it it deserved to be a tap out, but then they did that bullshit curtain call. You've been hating each other for a solid barely month now. And it ends with you guys nose to nose crying. Kissing. Oh, it, not kissing. Not, it, it was... <laughs> it, I would have... I didn't want them to kiss, but them kissing would have been a better ending than them fucking hugging it out and being pals. Jesus Christ. Like... Yeah. All of a sudden, because you won, you go and hug your dad, who I did not in the least bit believe was proud of you after that yeah. match, uh, and you go back in and do the curtain call bullshit. Uh, I, I I didn't like it. It it completely even disjointed me a little bit more. Well, as a as a human, 
I would say that was beautiful with her and her dad, if I don't know better. And that was beautiful with her hugging her opponent. But as someone who's watching a wrestling, as a fucking wrestling fan, like, I don't need fucking beautiful, man. That match was a heated match, and you didn't need a hug after. That was stupid. And you know her dad doesn't like women's wrestling. You know that. That is a public <laughs> fact. Yeah. Alright. I want to move on to the meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. This one had me edge of my seat because we knew what was happening and it was happening. Brian Cage finally gets a shot. Oh Brian Cage, absolutely... This is a long goddamn time coming. They never... They gave him the gauntlet and Lucha. <laughs> like, he barely... I mean, he, he would run people over like crazy, but they he was never... a monster. Monster. Was, yeah. That, I love the... Yeah. <laughs> the, the Terminator stomp, man. That's awesome. And the, he did his best in Lucha. I'm not saying he didn't do enough. I'm saying right. they didn't put him over... They didn't put him... If I was booking it, oh, he would have been my main guy. Oh, I mean, yeah. He would have been my main guy up there with uh, uh, Matanza and um, Pentagon. Phoenix. Or... or, or yeah. And, they, they didn't... Or... Oh, goddamn Mil Muerte. I'm getting all nostalgic. It's only been a year. Not even a year. <sighs> Feels Jesus. like past forgotten history. But Cage is finally getting a shot against uh, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Blackcraft, uh, Johnny Impact. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Nitro. Johnny... Johnny Johnny putting over the brand Morrison. <laughs> and, <laughs> I love it. And uh, it starts out great. And then we get to a point where fucking they're Spanish on the... They're on, yeah, this fucking Spanish fly, man. You saw... And I saw I saw them talking it out just for that brief second. And, well, first off, I glanced over the fact that Lance fucking Storm is there. Holy shit. Jesus Christ, right? I mean, let me be serious for a minute. That motherfucker is wrestling. Oh, True blue wrestler. True blue wrestler. That guy, oh, I would have loved to have seen uh, an actual, like, year-long feud with him and Kurt Angle. Oh, yeah. Oh, him and Kurt Angle, they would have, that would have been one of the best things happening, and no one would have seen it coming, and everyone would have been, I can't believe I'm cheering for this guy. These guys, I can't believe that this is happening, and this is what I'm really wanting. But Lance Storm is reffing, special guest referee. They, they dual botch the Spanish fly. Do, do you agree on uh, that one? Yeah, I didn't see... Let me be straight. I didn't see what happened wrong, but obviously it happened wrong, and he was hurt, and I don't know who to blame or what to blame, but let's just say, dual botch, like something fucked up, and he got hurt. He got hurt, and Johnny knew it, so did Lance, and any other ref, I think, would have immediately thrown the axe up. Yeah. But Johnny, who you know these guys are buds, you know these guys are bros, you know these guys probably eat dinner together, they probably introduce mm -hmm. each other to each other's girlfriends and wives, they're that How long close. they hang out in Lucha. Yeah. yeah. Johnny took care of him. He knew he was hurt. He he backed he backed Lance Storm the fuck off and made sure he didn't, no, no, I think he's okay, let's see if we can do it, let's see if we can do it. And even the commentators were worried, but they were still trusting their in-ring talent and the ref, the experienced wrestler in the, in, in the ring... To figure out what's going on, if this should keep going on. And you see him go there, do a couple of uh, holds on him on the side. You see Lance start the the one, two, three, and then gets out of the ring, stops the count, checks on him again. Johnny uh, does his best to throw him into the ring, but doesn't quite throw him. He kind of yeah. eases him, but he, once he's his you know, torso's fully in, he lets him get on his own and then gets runs his in. Own heat, does yeah, his shit. Yeah, he gets his own, gets, he's still absolute 
professional. Yeah. And making sure that... show must go on. Yes, exactly. The show must go on, but also my bro is about to have his moment in under no circumstances. Fucking huge. Yeah. This is, a, this is a big deal for him. If he can carry on, I trust him, we trust each other. They get in the middle of the center of the ring... And he's he puts that whole that lazy headlock on him, and you see him dig his head into his uh, cage. Oh, oh, no, not cage. I'm sorry. Uh, like, mundo. Like, yeah, Mundo. He just yeah. digs his head into his into his uh, into his shoulder, and you see him talking. You just know he's saying like, "Are you okay? Can you do this? Can you do this?" And you see Cage talking like, "I think I can do it." Just, in my mind, that's what I was seeing. Like, I think yeah. I can do it. I think I can do it. And they do a couple of great moves. They they slow it down. Lance is constantly checking. Cage thinks he has a broken back. Just going, just saying. Just no matter saying. what fucking happens, yeah. Cage thinks he's doing this a broken fucking back. Yeah, and can you keep doing this? And he put, does it. He does it. He does it. And thank God it was just severe inflammation. Which it can hurt worse. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, especially. I've had both. I'm sure you've had both. Oh, yeah, I've had that before too, but but not nearly like taking a bump off the concrete <laughs> like he did. And but the like what it, it made me tear up the fact that, that these guys cared about not the product, not the, even the fans. They each cared other. about each other, and they cared about that Cage earned this. And if he can get his way through it, and we can take care of each other, and we do it right, we do it special on the fly. All eyes are on us, even though that's happening. It's still gonna look great. I'm still gonna shine you up. It's gonna hurt. We'll do what we got to do afterwards, but we're not. We're not gonna go too far. Right. We're not gonna go too far, and that—that's wrestling. Not many people could do that. That's what the boys do. That's why they take care of each other. That's why I'm so over by AEW because you know that Cody's gonna take care of these guys yes. if they get hurt. And watching it live as it happens, and then when he gets the belt, Johnny takes off as you know the quote unquote you know the chicken douche. shit, yeah. the, the chicken shit. Chicken shit heel. But he wasn't gonna. What did you think? Why do you think he left? When well, that was the point, he he left because he loves Cage. Yeah. We're not supposed to know that, but this is his fucking moment. I mean, obviously there's supposed to be time for the Elgin part. Yeah. Uh, but this is for Cage. He deserved at least a moment. And, you know, Mundo could have sat there like a bitch. Nitro could have sat there moaning and kicking. He He's Blackcraft. a goddamn pro. Johnny Blackcraft is a goddamn <laughs> pro. And he knew what to give to Cage because Cage earned it. And Cage earned it a long time ago, but he finally got it. He finally got it. And I am not going to be in the least bit invested with him in a feud with Mike. Big Mike Ilgen. Uh, after a shameful departure from New Japan, I mean, granted, he looks great now. He's probably lost like forty yeah. pounds, but dude looks awesome. He's terrible on the mic when he lost the mullet. I'm gonna tell you, I followed Ring of Honor and Elgin for years when he had that mullet. I always go over for a mullet. I love. I was. Just, I literally said a million times, a stupid motherfucker could be in WWE right now if he didn't have a goddamn mullet. <laughs> then he shaved his mullet and did interviews, and I realized, all right, fine, maybe, you know. But yeah, still, he's a talented, really talented dude, and it's awesome to see him in Impact. It's he maybe not with Cage because they're both monsters, but they're all they're all gonna do awesome shit. You got anything else to say on that match, man? Just, honestly, just, I gave up on Impact a while ago, and Impact made me feel like a dumbass, because <laughs> I gave up when they were doing no stuff, and they're fucking amazing. It's they, the best product on TV right now. Honestly, it is. I will watch Impact before anything else right now. Alright. LAX, Lucha Bros. 
Uh, I love watching Conan on anything. Just give me yeah. some more Conan. I, yeah. I, I love it. I love how he gets people pumped up. I like how he's getting uh, LAX psyched up. I like yeah. how LAX was taking shots. <laughs> <laughs> they were taking shots. Uh, okay, so it happens. Um, this was a match. I don't think it was the best send-off if there was a... I know, I, I think there might be one more match. I think I started reading some of the spoilers from the spoilers from what they just taped from really? Impact yesterday. Huh. Um, but, you know, they're... The Lucha Bros were there, apparently from what I read. Uh, I feel like they kind of treated this like a swan song, but they pulled out the forks, and I, mm. I didn't like it. They, nope. They, it, it, if this was a send-off, it, was, it wasn't that fun, especially at the end when he's like, you guys hug it out. Like, okay, so Papa Bear's making you all be friends now. <laughs> so you stabbed me with a fork in the fucking head. <laughs> but yeah, I love you, bro. Yeah, I love you. It's, everything's cool now, and... But, oh, that bump that Phoenix took off the ladder, that was gnarly. That oh. was ridiculous. I've seen a lot, I mean, we've all seen a lot of bad bumps, but that dude put a ladder in the fucking ring, tried to do a backflip off, what, 10 feet in the air? I mean, mm-hmm. Let's be conservative and say eight feet in the air. He did an eight foot backflip and landed on his fucking head. Right. And that's just not cool, no matter how you look at it, period. I was worried that they were going to, because WB history always intrudes that they're going to do some sort of screw job to these guys that they're about to leave the company and sign exclusive contracts with AEW and and want to shoot on them or hurt them in some way, in some in some screw job S way. But uh, they took care of him. LAX, you know, uh, Ortiz had some pretty lazy chops. And after seeing yeah. Walter, after seeing Walter, if you're chopping, <laughs> yeah, like, well, now we know. It, it's like there's, there's a spectrum of good chops. There's you... Up to 10, there's Ric Flair, and then up to 20 is Walter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so if yeah. you're not in between, if you're in between 10 and 20, yourself and uh, Ric Flair, I don't care anymore no. about your chops. You're just popping a pimple, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you're popping a <laughs> <laughs> But it was still, it was a decent match. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't like the sitting down with the chairs and like punching it out. Like that was kind of silly. Yeah. That was kind of silly. The uh, fork sucked, man. Oh, to be dumb. an end to the match. I'm going to be honest, a powerbomb through a attack table should be enough. He didn't have to fork him, and I'll, I might be alone on this. Did you see the last time he forked him, and Pentagon literally was like, uh, ducked his head down like, bro, chill the fuck out? Because he did. <laughs> Pentagon took a couple forks to the head, and you saw this motherfucker stabbing him. And the last one, Pentagon went down, was like, he literally went down and looked up at him like, bro. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> or do it again. Don't do it again if you want to live. But yeah, I thought the match was a little disjointed. I hope that they still have some sort of working relationship with Impact. I know uh, that's one thing you brought up earlier that I really want to talk about. Uh, okay, so sharing wrestlers. My point is, or my idea is that obviously, if there's this big beast out there that owns everything, I think everyone should trade. Work, Absolutely. Work all What's the time now. But it is happening now. But now that AEW is there, is it really necessary anymore to really do that? Well, I think it is on the indies. So AEW did this, what I want to call trial period, where they watched the indie people. And they were like, how much do you want to try? How much do you want what we can offer? And they watched that. And they offered people we don't know shit match. I mean, not shit matches. Amazing stuff. I don't know who the fuck Orange Cassidy is. I don't know a lot of these dudes that they put on their roster but they do. They know these guys. And I think it's really fucking exciting that they don't need to get that approval from you and me. And to be a dick, 
You and me are the, the real wrestling fans. Yeah. We hate us. I feel like I know and I agree with my bro that we know what good wrestling is. And TN, or TNA, AEW doesn't give a shit because we think we know and we have to keep up with them and follow right. them. And I, I don't know. I respect the fuck. I don't feel like I responded to your point. No, 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 no. You, you, you totally responded and you inspired me. Um, I was thinking while you were saying that, like, how long is AEW really going to be quote-unquote indie? And then as you progressed through your, your point, I realized... They're not. Yes, yes and no. I'm thinking that... You're familiar with comic books, correct, my friend? <laughs> yes. I'm thinking that AEW is not going to be the DC to Marvel. I'm thinking that AEW is going to be the image comic books to yes. everyone else. Think about it. It's, it's a perfect metaphor. You've got McFarlane, you've got Liefeld, you've got Jim Lee, Will Spartacio, you've got uh, Jim Valentino, uh, Mark Silvestri. Didn't all... Brian K. Vaughn write that? Uh, yeah. Brian, Brian K. always like done, I'm sure he's done. Okay. I know he's Well, Brian K. Vaughn does Saga for Image, but this is, I'm talking about originally when when the, the Bullet Club of Marvel Comics said, fuck this, we can make our own money. Hell yeah. We can make our own money. Fuck you, McFarlane has like, had his due... His his uh his end, stopping point yeah. when they edited a Spider Man comic where he had Shatterstar sh- uh, stabbing Juggernaut straight through the eye and they edited his shit <laughs> at print and he was fucking done. He already knew he was a fucking superstar. He, like he only really did I think maybe eighteen something issues of Amazing Spider Man and then he did Spider Man I think like maybe like fourteen I can't remember off the top of my head it was it wasn't that many. He hasn't done that many Spider-Man comic books. So we're talking maybe like 40 at best. That's not a lot. Not a lot. Uh, Bagley, who took over afterward, did hundreds for ult- for Ultimate Spider-Man, took over uh, took over uh, Amazing Spider-Man afterwards. But we're talking, McFarlane said, fuck this. I can do this on my own. Fuck you and fuck everyone else. Uh, that's I'm gonna, Cody. Yeah, that's Cody and that's the Bucks and, and, and Omega. Yeah. And he, he gathered all his dudes and like we can make better money. And and we've got Rob we're Liefeld. Worth more. We're worth more. Rob Liefeld was the Marty Scroll of Image. He was the shithead. who was like that was the little buddy. He was doing X Force. <laughs> and all his friends are dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and McFarlane was the Omega. Oh, oh, no, I would say McFarlane would be would have been the. God, it's kind of weird. Meltzer. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he'd be either the Cody or the, or, or the or the Omega, but Uncle he was Cody, the heel. No, no. Jim Lee was the Omega. Yes. Jim Lee was the Omega yeah. because Jim Lee... Stanley? Who? Stanley? Who the hell is that guy? That, that... <laughs> <laughs> you might have heard of him if you've watched Marvel Listen, movie. I will oh, Wikipedia him later. I'm trying to talk about Jim Lee. Alright. <laughs> Jim Lee was definitely the Omega. Yeah, there's... You know what sold... Like, they couldn't do it without Jim Lee. What sold him... For Jim Lee to go from Marvel to Image, because the guy is fiercely loyal. I read it in Super Gods, uh, written by Grant Morrison, was that he was, no, no, I'm doing X-Men, I'm doing good, like, like, you guys can go do that, and like, come on, you can do this. And then what happened, what had happened was, was that uh, Sotheby's was doing an auction for the original artwork for the first cover of X-Men number one. You know, that big gatefold, Magneto. Hell yeah. Yeah. They were selling the artwork for that, and they invited Jim Lee to go to the auction. 
fuck is Chandelier? I'm sorry. Go on. Don't even acknowledge me. You're you're messing with me. I know it. Anyway, uh, they didn't let... They didn't buy Jim Lee's wife a a plane ticket. They disrespected his woman. And while at the auction, I'm done. You disrespect... I've been everything but loyal to you. And you disrespect my wife, the reason I live, my favorite yeah. person in the world. The reason, and, yeah. And then, and then they branch out. They they take off, and they 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 got sponsorship from Malibu Comics uh, to uh, help them print all the original stuff. Like we're talking Spawn Number One, Wildcats, Gen Thirteen, uh, the Darkness. Uh, well, not not the original ones, but like we're we're talking about some of the the, the original things that came out. Um, God, what did Liefeld do? I know it sucked. Um, such a better knowledge of this than I do. I <laughs> still anyway, think you're fucking with me when you say Jim Lee. I'm like, you're talking about Stan Lee, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Jim Lee, tiny, tiny Korean guy, adopted, born uh, nineteen uh, August eleventh, nineteen sixty five, I think. Uh, yeah, he he's born on the same day as we have the same same birthday, but not the actual year. But um, no, that's well, that's pretty old. It's talking. He's he's <laughs> yeah, eighty two. They made thriller that year. No, well, anyway, that's what that's my point. That like, uh, that's they're they're not not indie, but they're definitely not bush league, and they're definitely someone who, like think about the things that have come into Image Comics: Saga, Walking Dead, Spawn. I think that did uh, Ex Machina. Ex Machina? Ex Machina. I think they might have reprinted that. I'm not too familiar with Ex Machina. I knew Ex Machina was an English comic book name. Worth a read for anyone. Worth mm. a fucking read. Oh, Ex Machina was amazing. Uh, you know how I found Ex Machina? Was, uh, I was watching this random video of Brian Pesane hanging out with Patton Oswalt. And Patton Oswalt was, was was just drooling at the teeth yeah. of the new issue of Ex Machina. Patton Oswalt is our motherfucking ninja. Yeah. Like, that is the dude you want to hang out with. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I'm sorry. If we're talking about comics, I'm just going to say this right now. Why Less Man. Read Why Less Man. If you have not read Why Less Man, sucks to be you. Why the Last Man? That was a good ass comic. God, fucking comic, and it was helped by Joss Whedon, who is literally, in my opinion, the best writer of all. Anyway, all right. So moving on back to wrestling, Ring of Honor latest episode sucked. Ugh, dude, boring. You know they tried. They did some good shit in the Crockett Cup, and they got PCO and Brody King over, and they Crockett Cup was actually interesting. Ring of Honor, it's just not. Dude, this was such a boring episode. This was such a boring episode. The, the, the only time I actually thought I was okay with watching it was watching Flip come out. But every time I see Flip, I'm just so fucking sad he's hurt again. Yeah. I, I, I just hope he's not made out of porcelain that's always getting hurt. Like, Pretty sure he is. That's all he does. I, I know Flip Gordon from, hey, I'm not really part of the elite, to, hey, I'm not really wrestling. Because I'm hurt. Re- remember when they offered him his... Uh, uh-oh, we got a dryer turn on. I think that's our time to tune off, guys. But, Flip Gordon, we love you. Hey, I love you. Seriously, amazing dude. Guys, uh, hope you guys enjoyed our uh, indie wrestling talk. The sound of the dryer going off means that there's probably some laundry to be done. So we love you guys. You got anything You got anything follow up? Nah, thank you so much for being part of this, and I love you guys. Guys, yeah, email us. It's Josh and Colin at minefieldscomicspodcast.com. Uh, we'll get another uh, URL with uh, Tom's name in it for sure. That's just the one we've had for a while. But uh, yeah, we love you guys. Thank you.